Hey guys, welcome back to George Has the Wheel. I'm your host, Carson Wagner, and today we're going to be launching a three-part series on the United States Space Force. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and if you have any questions, comments, reviews, or suggestions for upcoming episodes, shoot me an email at georgehasthewheel7500 at gmail.com, and let me know what you think. Guys, don't forget to slam that notification bell, and uh, get notified every time I release an episode. And uh, follow my channel on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And uh, yeah, guys. So don't forget to download all my episodes. And hope you really enjoy this episode. Hope you really enjoy this series. Thanks for listening, guys. Once again, I'm your host on George Has the Wheel, Carson Wagner. Let's get started. In regard to the next segment or segments of this episode, credit links to the original author and articles are included down in the description. It is my legal responsibility to inform you that this copyrighted original work has been modified and added to under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike International 4.0 license. A link to the license will be included in the description. After the segment or segments is over, I will clarify what I am referring to by noting the end of the modified copyright work. Hey guys, welcome back to George Has the Wheel. So, right now we're going to be talking about the United States Space Force. Um, and I've been doing several episodes and series that are Air Force themed. And this, and this, even though it's not quite an aviation sort of thing, it ties in because it is. it was created by and is under the command of and is more or less a division of the United States Air Force, even though... Um, it is its own independent thing at the same time. So it's, 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 it's an interesting branch, just like the Marines. They're like half under the supervision of the Navy, half not. Um, the United States Space Force is half under the command of the Air Force, half not. So anyways, guys, let's get started. So the United States Space Force is the space service branch of the U.S. Armed Forces, one of the eight U.S. uniformed services, and is the, currently the world's only independent space force. So along with its sister branch, the U.S. Air Force, the Space Force is part of the Department of the Air Force, one of the three civilian-led military departments within the Department of Defense. So the Space Force, through the Department of the Air Force, is overseen by the Secretary of the Air Force, a civilian political appointee who reports to the Secretary of Defense, and is appointed by the President with Senate confirmation. The military head of the Space Force is the chief of space, of space operations, who is typically the most senior Space Force officer. The chief of Space Force operations exercises supervision over the Space Force's units and serves as one of the joint chiefs of staff. The Space Force is the smallest U.S. armed service, consisting of 8,400 military personnel and operating 77 spacecraft. Major spacecraft and systems include the Space Fence, Global Positioning System Constellation, Military Satellite Communications Constellations, Boeing X-37B Space Plane, U.S. Missile Warning System, U.S. Space for Surveillance Network, and the Satellite Control Network. Under the Goldwater-Nichols Act, the Space Force is responsible for organizing, training, and equipping Space Forces, which are then presented to the Unified Combatant Commands, predominantly to the United States Space Force Command, for operational employment. The U.S. Space Force traces its roots to the beginning of the Cold War, where under General Bernard Schriever, 
It was established as the first dedicated space organization within the U.S. Armed Forces and continues to exist as the Space Forces Space and Missiles Systems Center. Military Space Forces were organized under several different Air Force major commands until they were unified when the Air Force Space Command was established on September 1, 1982. U.S. Space Forces first began conducting combat support operations in the Vietnam War and continued to provide satellite communications, weather, and satellite support, sorry, navigation support during the 1982 Falklands War. In 1983, the United States invasion of Grenada, the 1986 United States bombing of Libya, and the 1989 United States invasion of Panama. The first major employment of space forces culminated in the Gulf War, where they proved so critical to the U.S.-led coalition that it is sometimes referred to as the first space war. So the first discussions of creating a military space service occurred in 1958, and the idea was also being considered in 1982 by President Ronald Reagan. The 2001 Space Commission argued for the creation of a space corps between 2007 and 2011, and a bipartisan proposal in the U.S. Congress would have created a U.S. space corps in 2017. On December 20, 2019, the United States Space Force Act, developed by Democratic Re- Representative Jim Cooper and Republican Representative Mike Rogers, was signed as part of the National Defense Authorization Act, reorganizing Air, Face, Air Force Space Command and the other Air Force space elements into the United States Space Force and creating the first new independent military service since the Army Air Forces were reorganized as the U.S. Air Force in 1947. The United States Space Force Act codified the Space Force as organized, trained, and equipped to provide freedom of operation for the United States in, from, and to space and provide prompt and sustained space operations with its stated duties enumerated as to protect the interests of the United States in space, deter aggression in, from, and to space, and conduct space operations. On August 10, 2020, the Space Force released its capstone doctrine, Space Power, Doctrine for Space Forces, further expanding on its enumerated missions and duties. In Space Power, the Space Force defines its three cornerstone responsibilities, which it articulates why space power is vital to U.S. prosperity and security, to provide freedom of action in the space domain, enable joint lethality and effectiveness, and provide independent options to U.S. national leadership capable of achieving national objectives. Space power establishes the Space Force's five core competencies, competencies, sorry, space security, combat power projection, space mobility, and logistics information mobility, and space domain awareness. Space power lists the seven space power disciplines required for their core competencies as orbital warfare, space electromagnetic warfare, space battle management, space access and sustainment, military intelligence, cyber operations, and engineering and acquisitions. Following the conclusion of the Second World War in 1945, early military space development was begun within the United States Army Air Forces by General Henry H. Arnold, who identified space as a crucial military arena decades before the first spaceflight. Gaining its independence from the United States Army in 1947, 
the United States Air Force began development of military space and ballistic missile programs while also competing with the Army and Navy for their space mission in 1949. In 1954, the Air Force created its first space organization, the Western Development Division, under the leadership of General Bernard Schriever. The Western Development Division and its successor organization, the Air Force Ballistic Missile Division, were instrumental in developing the first United States military launch vehicles and spacecraft, competing, competing predominantly with the Army Ballistic Missile Agency under the leadership of General John Bruce Medeiros and former German scientist Werner von Braun. The launch of Sputnik 1 spurred a massive reorganization of military space, and the 1958 establishment of the Advanced Research Products Agency, DARPA, was a short-lived effort to centralize management of military space, with some fearing it would become a military service for space, with authorities being returned to the services in 1959. The establishment of NASA in 1958, however, eliminated the Army Ballistic Missile Agency, resulting in the Air Force Ballistic Missile Division serving as the primary military space organization. So in 1961, the Air Force was designated as the Department of Defense's Ex Executive Agent for Space and Air Research and Development Command was reorganized into Air Force Systems Command with the Air Force Ballistic Missile Division being replaced by the Space Systems Division, the first Air Force Division solely focused on space. In the 1960s, military space activities began to be operationalized, with Aerospace Defense Command taking control of missile warning and space surveillance on behalf of NORAD and Strategic Air Command assuming the Weather Recon Mission and Air Force Systems Command operating the first generations of communication satellites, on behalf of the Defense Communications Agency. So in 1967, the Space Systems Division and Ballistic Missiles Division were merged too to form the Space and Missile Systems Organization, which began in turn to develop the next generation of satellite communications, space-based missile warning, space launch vehicles, and infrastructure, and the predecessor to the Global Positioning System, GPS. So Space Forces saw their first employment in the Vietnam War, providing weather and communication support to ground and air forces. The disjointed nature of military space forces across three military commands resulted in a reevaluation of space force organization within the Air Force. In 1979, the Space and Missile Systems organiza Organization was split, forming the Space Division, and in 1980, Aerospace Defense Command was inactivated and its space forces transferred to Strategic Air Command resulting from internal and external pressures, including an effort by a congressman to rename the Air Force into the Aerospace Force, and the possibility that President Reagan would direct the creation of a Space Force as a separate military branch, the Air Force directed the formation of the Air Force Space Command in 1982. During the 1980s, Air Force Space Command absorbed the space missions of Strategic Air Command and the launch mission from Air Force Systems Command. Space Forces provided space support during the Falcons War, the United States invasion of Grenada, the 1986 United States bombing of Libya, Operation Earnest Will, and the United States invasion of Panama. The tactical employment of Space Forces culminated in the Gulf War, where Space Forces proved so critical to the U.S.-led coalition that it is sometimes referred to as the first space war. So following the end of the Gulf War, the Air Force came under intense congressional scrutiny 
by seeking to artificially merge its air and space operations into a seamless aerospace continuum without regard for the differences between space and air. During the 1990s, <clears throat> several pro proposals were put forth for an independent space force, including one by Air Force Space Command Lieutenant Colonel Cynthia A.S. McKinley in 2000, which called for the establishment of a United States Space Guard. The 2001 Space Commission criticized the Air Force for institutionalizing the primacy of aviation pilots over space officers in the Air Force Space Command, for stifling the development of an independent space culture, and not paying sufficient budgetary attention to space. The Space Commission recommended the formation of a space corps within the Air Force between 2001 and 2011, with an independent space force to be created at a later date. The September 11 attacks derailed most progress in space development, resulting in the inact inactivation of the United States Space Command and beginning a period of atrophy in military space. The only major change to occur was the transfer of the Space and Missile Systems Center from, from, from Air Force Material Command to Air Force Space Command. Following the inactivation of U.S. Space Command in 2002, Russia and China began developing sophisticated on-orbit capabilities and an array of counter-space weapons, with the 2007 Chinese anti-satellite missile test of particular con concern as it created 2,841 high-velocity debris items, a larger amount of dangerous space junk than any other space event in history. The Allard Commission report, unveiled in the wake of the 2007 Chinese anti-satellite missile test, called for a reorganization of national security space. However, many of its recommendations were not acted upon by the Air Force. Growing impatient with the Air Force, whom they felt was more interested in jet fighters than space, Representatives Jim Cooper and Mike Rogers unveiled a bipartisan proposal in the House of Representatives to establish the United States Space Corps as a separate military service within the Department of the Air Force, with the Commandant of the Space Corps as a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This proposal is put forward to separate space professionals from the Air Force, give space a greater cultural focus, and help develop a leaner and faster space acquisition system. This was done because of congressional concern that the space mission had become subordinate to the Air Force's preferred air dominance mission and that space officers were being treated unfairly within the Air Force, with Representatives Rogers noting that in 2016, None of the 37 Air Force colonels selected for promotion to Brigadier General were space officers, and that only two of the 450 hours of Air Force professional military education were dedicated to space. The proposal passed in the House of Representatives, but was cut from the final bill in negotiations with the U.S. Senate. So following the defeat of the proposal, Representatives Cooper and Rogers heavily criticized Air Force leadership for not taking threats in space seriously and continued resistance to reform. The Space Corps' proposal was in large part spurred on by the development of the People's Liberation Army Strategic Support Force in China and the Russian Space Forces in uh, the USSR, or the USSR no longer existed at that point, so Russia. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back in just a minute with the second part of our episode. This ends the segment or segments that include copyrighted work. For more information, hit the links in the description. Hey guys, this is Carson from George Has the Wheel. 
I want to take a moment to tell you about the Young Eagles program. The Young Eagles program is run by the EAA, the Experimental Aircraft Association, to give kids between the ages of 8 and 17 their first free ride in an airplane. Launched in 1992, Young Eagles volunteer pilots have flown over 2 million youth. It's the only program of its kind with the sole mission to introduce and inspire kids in the world of aviation. All you have to do is go to EAA.org and find a chapter near you to take a Young Eagles flight. A Young Eagles flight introduced me, your host, to the wonderful world of aviation. Thanks for listening, guys. Let's get back to the other half of our episode. In regard to the next segment or segments of this episode, credit links to the original author and articles are included down in the description. It is my legal responsibility to inform you that this copyrighted original work has been modified and added to under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike International 4.0 license. A link to the license will be included in the description. After the segment or segments is over, I will clarify what I am referring to by noting the end of the modified copyright work. So, the Space Corps proposal gained new life when at a June 2018 meeting of the National Space Council, President Donald Trump directed the Department of Defense to begin the necessary processes to establish the U.S. Space Force as a branch of the armed forces. On February 19, 2019, Space Policy Directive 4 was signed, initially calling for the placement of the Space Force within the Department of the Air Force, later creating and transferring the service to the Department of the Space Force. Legislative provisions for the Space Force were included in the 2020 National Defense Authorization Act, which was signed into law on December 20, 2019. The Space Force was established as the 6th Armed Service Branch, with Air Force General John J. Raymond, the commander of the Air Force Space Command, and the U.S. Space Command becoming the first chief of space operations. On January 14, 2020, Raymond was officially sworn in as Chief of Space Operations by Vice President Mike Pence. On December 20th, its first organizational change occurred when Secretary of the Air Force Barbara Barrett designated Air Force Space Command's 14th Air Force as Space Operations Command. All of Air Force Space Command's 16,000 active duty and civilian personnel were assigned to the new service. Major organizational changes during the first year included replacing its space wings and operations groups with deltas and garrisons on July 24, 2020, and announcing its field command structure, merging wings and groups into deltas, and numbered air forces and major commands into field commands. For example, Space Delta II became the Space Domain Awareness Delta, replacing the 21st Operations Group. Space Delta III became the Operations Group and absorbing the ground-based missile warning radars of the 21st Operations Group. Space Delta V became the Command and Control Delta, replacing the 614th Air Operations Center and so on. On October 21, 2020, Space Operations Command was established as its first field command, replacing Headquarters Air Force Space Command. The first Space Operations Command redesignated 14th Air Force was redesignated back to 14th Air Force, inactivated on, on October 21, 2020, and returned to the United States Air Force. On the same day, a newly created Space Operations Command West was activated. On April 3, 2020, Chief Master Sergeant Robert A. Toberman, formerly Command Chief of the Air Force Space Command, transferred to the Space Force as the Senior Enlisted Advisor of the Space Force, becoming its second member and first enlisted member. On April 18, 2020, 86 graduates of the United States Air Force Academy became the first group of commissioned second lieutenants in the, Air, in the U.S. Space Force. 
On July 16, 2020, the Space Force selected 2,410 space operations officers and enlisted space systems operators to transfer to the Space Force with the first back recommissioning or reenlisting on September 1st. The Space Force swore in its first seven enlisted recruits on October 20, 2020, graduating basic military training, BMT, on December 10, 2020, and its first officer training school candidates commissioned on October 16th. The Space Force also commissioned its first astronaut with Colonel Michael S. Hopkins, the commander of SpaceX Crew-1, swearing into the Space Force from the International Space Station on December 18, 2020. During the first year, major symbols were revealed, uh, unveiled Sorry, with the seal of the United States Space Force approved on January 15, 2020 and was revealed on January 24, 2020. The flag of the United States Space Force revealed at signing ceremony for the 2020 Armed Forces Day Proclamation on May 15, 2020, the Space Force Delta symbol and motto of Semper Supra released on twenty on July twenty second, two thousand and twenty, and the official service title of Guardian announced on December eighteenth, twenty twenty. The first Air Force installations were renamed on December 9th, twenty twenty, with Patrick Air Force Base and Cape Canaveral Air Force Station renamed as Patrick Space Force Base and Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. In September two thousand and twenty, the Space Force and NASA signed a memorandum of understanding formally acknowledging the joint role of both agencies. This new memorandum replaced a similar docu- document signed in 2006 between NASA and Air Force Space Command. The Space Force's first combat operations as a new service included providing early warning of Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps Aerospace Force missile strikes against U.S. troops at Al-Assad Air Base on January 7, 2020, through the 2nd Space Warning Squadron space-based infrared system. The Space Force also monitored Russian Space Force's spacecraft, which had been tailing U.S. government satellites. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. And um, instead of next week releasing the second episode uh, in the three-part United States Space Force series, we're going to be talking about Malaysian Airlines Flight 17. Then we'll go back to the United States Space Force Then the week after that, we'll discuss something else. Then after that, we'll go back to the final episode of the United States Space Force. So, uh, yeah, again, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Once again, I'm Carson Wagner, your host on George Has the Wheel. Thanks for listening, guys. This ends the segment or segments that include copyrighted work. For more information, hit the links in the description.